Oh, yeah. You know what time it is. That's right. It's time for the Eddie and Webby Podcast. Yo, I'm going to bust out some theme song action for you. Check it out. The Eddie and Webby Show is the place to be. They're talking about beer and pickleball and technology. So if you didn't know, now you know. Because it's time for the Eddie and Webby Show. On today's episode, Eddie and Webby play Would You Rather. This is the Eddie and Webby Podcast. You're good enough. You're smart enough, and gosh dang it, people like you. Oh, hey, how's it going? This is Webby, not Eddie. And I'm Eddie, and this is our 24th podcast. Oh, yeah, episode number 24. Yes, we are at number 24, and if you guys notice, it might look a little bit different today. A little bit, a little bit different. Yes, just a wee bit different. And that's because we are testing out live streaming. So we're recording this live, but we're actually not streaming it to the public live. This is kind of a test run because I'm pretty sure coming up, maybe the next episode, we might be going live. What do you say, Webby? I think we just might. In fact, some might say we're going live for episode 25. Yes, I love it. Going live for episode 25. I'm super excited about it. There's so many reasons, and we've talked about it quite a bit at length. We shouldn't go into it now, but I'm really excited about that. Uh, and this is, uh, yes. this is really cool. So what are we going to talk about today? Oh, man, we've got a lot to talk about. And uh, I don't know if you realize it, but this is a very special episode. Oh, yeah? Why Yet is another that? very special episode. And the reason why it's so special is because we do not have a guest on today's episode. <laughs> so it's just you and me today? That's it, huh? That's right. It's actually been a while since we had an episode without a guest, so that's why it's so special. No guest. <laughs> no guest. Well, we got a lot of good stuff to cover today, but before we jump into it, uh, as you guys know... We throw down in the description time codes to all of the different segments of the show. Some of you might be watching for pickleball and not really care about beer. Some of you guys only care about the beer and you don't care about pickleball, which seems weird to me. You guys should love all of them. But if you're one of those crazy people that doesn't, we put those time codes down there for you so that you do have the ability to click on them and go directly to the actual segment of the show that you're interested in watching. Yes, and that's a very helpful thing to have the, the link to the time. That way you can skip right to what you want. Um, because a lot of times I'll talk to people about the podcast. They'll say they love the podcast, but they'll say something like, you know, I'm just not really into beer very much. <laughs> Nobody sounds like that that I've talked to, but I just felt like I had to use that voice. But that, that uh, is the voice. yeah, some people aren't, aren't <laughs> some people aren't fans of beer. Some people aren't fans of pickleball. Some people aren't fans of technology. So if you aren't, just go ahead and click that little link and go to the section that you like. Yes, absolutely. Uh, that way you guys can just listen to the content that you specifically want. But we've had some, uh, some pretty amazing guests on the show lately. 
Uh, but I'm kind of excited because this gives Webby and I the opportunity to just do the show ourselves. We're definitely going to have a lot more guests coming up in the near future, but sometimes it's good just Webby and me. Wouldn't you say that so? I agree. Going back to our roots, just the two of us. But yes. uh, yeah, we've got some great guests lined up that I'm super excited for. But yeah, I am looking forward to just the two of us. <laughs> yes, that'll be good. Um, last week's episode, man, I thought that was hilarious. I know it was long, but man, that was packed with some pretty good content. I, I had a blast with Matt on the show. Yeah, I loved it. I, that was a great episode. I feel like each week just somehow gets better and better. Yes, absolutely. Why don't we jump into it? I think we've done enough uh, fluffing. I don't even know if that's the right term, but... Yes. Uh, Definitely enough fluffing. Definitely enough fluffing. Uh, you guys know, before we begin, I ask Webby, what's going on in Twitter? Ah, yes. The Twitter sphere. Let me go ahead and pull Twitter up on my handheld cellular telephone here. And we got a comment here from Team Glenny for Life. How dare Matt Loria rip on Glenn? I would take Glenn as a guest host over Matt any day. Ooh, whoa. Yikes, man. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know what well, to say uh, to that. If Matt, if you're listening, uh, that's uh, those are some harsh words there for you. Yeah, both great guest hosts. And I feel like Matt, yep. Matt started this rivalry, that's for sure. <laughs> yes. Yes, I'm just, uh, I'm waiting to get that... Uh, the feedback, the rebuttal, if you will, from Glenn. Okay. I'm, I have a feeling that's coming. We just don't know when. So you want to stay tuned for that. Absolutely. But anyway, thanks for that comment. Let's check out another Twitter comment here. This one comes from Kristen Slater. At Eddie and Webby, it is so cool that Webby became a USAPA ambassador. How does one even attempt to do such a thing? Mm. Well, uh, I, I agree. It is cool that I became an ambassador. I'm super stoked about it. I'm excited that it happened. And uh, it's actually surprisingly easy to try to become an ambassador. Uh, first off, you just have to be a member of the USAPA. And you also, you need to know somebody that's already an ambassador because you need a referral from an existing ambassador. And pretty much if you meet those criteria and you love pickleball and you want to spread more love about pickleball. That's really all it takes. And then you just go on the USAPA website. There's uh, an area to do an application to become an ambassador. And there you go. If you want to become one, go for it. Nice. But uh, thank you, Kristen, for the comment. Let's do one more comment on Twitter here. Here's one from Matt Dayman. Episode 23 was amazing. Two guests on one episode? The Eddie and Webby podcast just keeps getting better and better. That's wow. very nice. And I agree. Yeah, I definitely agree. The more that we're doing, the more that I feel like our content is getting better. We've obviously had some pretty impressive guests. So I definitely appreciate hearing that feedback. Yes, indeed. So thank you, everybody who left Twitter messages on Twitter. Yes. And if you guys want to tweet to us, you should. We're at Eddie and Webby, and let us know what's going on, good or bad. Please let us know. You can also download the Anchor app, boop, 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 
and you can leave us a voice message and we will very likely play it on the air. And we've been saying we're going to play it on the air, but literally when we go live, it will literally be, be played on the air. So we won't be lying anymore. That's right. Yes. Well, I'm getting a little thirsty, so I think we should go to our beer review. What do you say? That sounds like a great idea. I am very thirsty, and I do just so happen to have a beer right here. And today's beer is called Zombie Dust, and it comes to us from Three Floyds Brewing. Yeah, I love the artwork on this bottle, man. It's pretty cool. It's kind of hard to see with the reflection, but... Yeah, but yeah, very cool looking artwork. And for anybody that watched or listened to last week's episode, we mentioned how Matt Loria had sent a package full of beer to my house. And this is another one of the beers that was in said package. Yes, that was awesome. Thank you again, Matt, for that. I do appreciate it. We definitely appreciate those beers. Um, yes. Be before we pour, let's talk a little bit about Zombie Dust by Three Floyds Brewing. We're going to start by talking about Three Floyds Brewing. They were founded in 1996 by Nick Simon and Mike Floyd in Hammond, Indiana. Uh, Nick and Simon are brothers, and Mike is actually their father. In 2000, they relocated to Munster, Indiana, where they also have a brew pub. They have a really awesome website. I spent some time researching over the last couple of days, and it's cool. It's got like a real dark and sinister feel to it. So I definitely recommend you guys check that out. We will throw a link below to that. Uh, here's a little description from their website about their company, which I think is cool. And I want to read that real quick. From our humble beginnings in 1996, armed with only a few hundred dollars, a five barrel Frankenstein walk burner fire brewed kettle repurposed open Swiss cheese fermenters and an old Canfield's cola tank. It's not normal ales and lagers were born. So they have a really cool story as well. I mean, to go from 1996, starting off with very humble beginnings to where they are now, it's pretty incredible. Other beers that you might know from Three Floyds Brewing are Gumball Head, which is actually an American wheat beer, uh, which I had actually, I don't know if you remember, Webby, but on our friend's bachelor party that we went to in Chicago, that was one of the beers that we, uh, we had that. I don't know if you remember drinking that or not. Oh, you mean the wheat beer that we had that night? Yes, the wheat beer. Another one of those beers is Necron 99, which is an IPA. And also probably their most famous beer amongst a lot of craft beer lovers is Dark Lord, which is a Russian imperial stout. So I actually had the opportunity to drink about three years ago in 2015, I judged a homebrew competition in Fort Myers at Time to Make Wine. And there we ended the evening with a nice 2008 bottle of Dark Lord. So it was a Russian Imperial Stout that had been aged for seven years when we had it. And it was quite delicious. Very nice. That sounds nice. Yes. Why don't we go ahead and pour our beers? And as we do, I'm going to talk a little bit more about it. I hope I don't spill as I'm doing it, but let's try this. Here's the description of the beer according to their website. This intensely hopped and gushing 
Undead Pale Ale will be one's only... Oh my gosh, let me start that over. This intensely hopped and gushing Undead Pale Ale will be one's only respite after the zombie apocalypse. Created with our marvelous friends in the comic industry. Oh, good description. Nice. I like that. Yeah. This does fall under BJCP category 18B, which is the American Pale Ale. The ABV is 6.2%, and the IBUs are 50, which makes me think that they actually brewed this beer to be at the very tippity top of the scale for this category because this category maxes out at 6.2% ABV and 50 IBUs. Uh, I actually brewed a clone of this beer, gosh, uh, five years ago or so. I don't know if you uh, if you remember that Webby or if you drank any of it, but I did brew a, a clone. Yeah, I think it. when I drank it, I tasted it and I started singing, I think it's a clone now. <laughs> yes. No, that didn't happen. And uh, probably nobody gets that reference. It's a weird Al Yankovic song, people. <laughs> I think some people will get that. I got it. I, I was always a fan Good. of his. Uh, yes. Why don't we jump into the review here? And we always start with what? The aroma. Well, I think we actually no, 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 not the aroma. <laughs> the uh, the appearance. See what happens when we go live? You see? <laughs> yes. The appearance. I'm going to hold it up to the camera there. Ooh, interesting. That's got some uh, some cool-looking cloudiness. Yeah, it's like a orange. What I mean by that is it's not. Yeah, it's not just like a. It's not just a hazy, a normal haze to it. It's almost like uh, there's stuff floating in there, but like not moving around. I don't know how to describe what I'm seeing, but it's cool looking. That's all I can say. Yeah, it's a nice color. It's like a orange, coppery, tangerine kind of color with a really nice, pretty white head, which is very nice. It's a pretty appearance. It's you know, it's cloudy, which is exactly what I would expect for a beer of this style. And now, yes. what do we go to? The taste. No, I'm just kidding. I know <laughs> we now go to the aroma. Yes, the aroma. Let's give it some sniffies here. Oh, wow. Mmm. Yes. I am liking that. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely getting a lot of, like, orangey, tangerine kind of notes. Almost some, like, caramely kind of notes in the malt. Like some crystal malt mm -hmm. a little bit in the aroma. Oh, this is very nice. Yeah, some nice sweetness, some nice maltiness, definitely. Yeah, if I remember correctly, when I brewed the clone of this, the recipe was 100% citra hop. So you're going to get a lot of that juicy hops in the aroma. And I would also expect that to be coming up in the flavor as well, but this is a great aroma. I love this. I could sniff this all day long. Yes. I could too. Yes. And now, what do we move on to? Now to my favorite part, the taste portion. Yes. Give it some sips here. Mm. How was the gargle? Ooh. Pretty good gargle. 
Yeah, so this beer is definitely at the top end of the mm. American Pale Ale when it comes to IBUs, and you can definitely get that. It's not overwhelmingly hoppy. It's definitely a very well-balanced beer. And when I say balanced, I mean there's a punch of hops to it, but you also get a very nice malt backbone to play well with the hops as well. How many times am I going to say well? Well, well, well. Uh, but it's very nice. It's very well balanced. And again, a lot of that citrusy juiciness and the hops is coming through in the flavor. I am getting a little bit of that maltiness too, like a bread crust kind of, kind of flavor to it. And a lot of citrus notes, almost like a, I'm getting a lot of like tangerine kind of flavor to it as well. Yeah, I could see that. And I agree. Definitely very well balanced, quite a bit going on, but balanced nicely. Yes, definitely. Mm. Yeah, I really like this. Very complex. Very nice beer. Yes, very good. I'm I'm liking it a lot. It almost reminds me of like like an orange and hop candy. Like if they took hops and like oranges and combined that into a sweet candy, that's what this would taste like. Yeah, I like that description. That's a very good description. Yes. I feel like you're getting all ranges of the hops as well. And that's probably because I'm assuming they add the hops all throughout the boil. So depending on how long you boil hops, when you're brewing a batch of beer, you'll get different flavors and aromas out of it. The earlier you add the hops in the boil, the more bitterness you're going to get from it. And the later you add them, the more aroma and flavor you're going to get from it. So I assume that they were just constantly throwing hops in the brew kettle in the boil kettle as they were going through and making this beer. I heard they added more hops to the recipe. Is that true? <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to ask them. <laughs> we should get the, uh, <clears throat> we should get the, um, what is it? The Floyd brothers and their father in here to, on the podcast to answer that question. We should. So Floyd's, if you guys are listening or watching, go ahead and contact us and uh, we'll have you on the show. Yes. And talk about it. We can talk about it. Uh, we touched a little bit on the mouthfeel, but you know it's definitely got medium body, medium to medium high carbonation. Uh, very nice. There's really nothing I'm nothing bad I'm getting in the mouthfeel. It's all very good stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm liking it a lot. Yeah, do you want to share your overall impression on the beer, Webby? So as we said before, uh, very tasty, uh, very well balanced, and uh, just like always, one of the cats has showed up during the beer interview. They just the cats love the beer section of the podcast. Jack has uh, come to give us his opinion. Here, Jack, 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 Go ahead Jack, and Jack, take Jack, a Jack, 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 Jack. A little sniffy, sniffy. All right, but uh, yeah, I I am thoroughly enjoying this. I would definitely purchase this again if I see it. Um, I do need to be in a, a mood for a, a very hoppy beer because it does have a lot of hoppiness to it, but not too much. I mean, for me, it's a, it's a, a very good amount. Sometimes I crave a pretty hoppy beer, um, and this is a good one for it, um, but it uh, it's not too extremely bitter. And Jack, if you would stop eating the table, I would really appreciate that. That would be cool. It'd <laughs> be real nice of you. <laughs> Knock it off, Jack. Stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But uh, yeah, I'm liking it a lot. Good. 
Yeah, I agree. What this about you? A, yeah, this is a great beer. I could definitely see myself drinking a lot of these. It goes down very smooth. It is 6.2%, which means it's not it's not a, a high alcohol beer, but it's definitely not a low alcohol beer. I could see this one sneaking up on you very quickly. Um, and it just has a ton of good flavor. It's very well balanced. Yes. You know, I, I would say this is one of the most well-balanced beers that we have had on this entire podcast. Uh, and everything just plays well together. It's like a symphony of hops and malts in your uh, in your palate. That's for sure. Yes. And uh, in, in some of the sips, I'm getting the taste of, uh, like, sometimes when I go to a brewery, or to somebody's house that is making beer that has hops. I love the smell of hops during the brewing process. And this has the taste of how that smells, Do you, if you know what I'm saying. And yeah. to add to that... Nice. Do you agree with that part also? I do agree with that part. <laughs> uh, no, I totally agree with you. It definitely... Uh, you know, when you're brewing, you're getting a lot of those multi aromas. You're getting a lot of the hop aromas, all different sorts of hop aromas, uh, depending on, you know, like I said, when you add them to the boil. So I could definitely see how you would think that this beer would remind you of that because when you're brewing, it's very raw and you're getting all of your senses overtaken. And that's kind of what this beer does to me. Yeah. I feel like a lot of beers that I drink, like even when, even when they're hoppy beers, they don't always remind me of the smell of hops during the brewing process, but this is one of them that does kind of taste like that smell to me, which I like a lot. Very interesting. Well, good. Well, this is a great beer. I would definitely drink this again if I uh, if I see this, which I don't think I can get it down here in Florida. Uh, I don't even know if you can get it in Michigan, to be honest with you. I think you can only get it in Indiana and maybe some other states around there, but if you ever see this, man, pick it up and uh, ship some down because I'd love to have more of these. Yes. And uh, thanks again, Matt. Matt is two for two on uh, great beer suggestions. Yes. Cheers, man. Cheers. Really appreciate it. Well, we've had so many guests lately. I forgot whose turn it is to decide if we chug or not. I think. I could be mistaken, but I think I made the call the last time that we did not have a guest. So I say Eddie makes the call tonight. Man, this is tough because I really do enjoy this beer and I do want to savor this, but I also feel like, you know, last episode we sipped. So I say we chug it. Oh man. Return of the chug. Yes. The chug is back. Why don't you go ahead and do your thing, boy? Ziggy, zuggy, ziggy, zuggy. Oi, oi, oi. Three, two, one, go. Ah. <clears throat> yep. Man, that's good. Yeah, that was actually great to chug. When I chugged it, a lot more of that orange and citrus actually came through than when I was just sipping it. So, interesting. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. Because, uh, yeah, I feel like the... The faster I chugged, the smoother it got somehow, which surprised me. I thought for sure this would not be that pleasurable of a chug, but not bad. Not bad. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was great. Uh, yeah. Good review. Great beer. Thank you again, Matt. That was awesome. Yes. Very, very good. If you guys have a beer that you want us to review, go ahead and throw it down in the comments below. You can tweet to us 
or you can also download the Anchor app. Leave us a message with the beer that you want us to review and maybe a little story as to why you want us to review that particular beer. Yes, we love hearing from our fans, so please let us know. Yes. Well, I think we're ready to talk about our next topic. What do you think? Yeah, that sounds like a really good idea. And uh, this is a topic that isn't always in our show. Sometimes it gets cut, and it bums me out when it happens, but not tonight. Tonight, we're talking tech. Oh, yeah. What? That's right. So what are we going to talk uh, about? So what I want to talk about is uh, I got a new MacBook Pro. Here it is right here, as a matter of fact. I am using it tonight. I just got it yesterday, as a matter of fact. And I am absolutely loving it. Nice. I remember we uh, we talked about it. I think it was an episode maybe 13. I can't remember the exact one. But we talked about it and how... You needed a dongle for the new MacBook Pros and, you know, the dongle life. Everybody was complaining about that. I know you've only had it for a little mm-hmm. bit, but do you have any insight into that? Uh, yeah, I've got the dongle right here, as a matter of fact. I am now part of dongle, hashtag dongle life on my end. Um, still not a big fan of having to do it, but I'll adapt. I'll adapt just fine. Um, but... Uh, to be honest, I did not have a very smooth experience getting this MacBook. Oh, yeah? Why not? What happened? Um, so, I wasn't planning on getting a MacBook right away. Um, if anybody remembers, I said I'm going to plan on using my old one until it dies, pretty much. Um, but I was surfing the web, as I often do, and I came across this article talking about how there is a great sale on MacBook Pros. So I clicked on the link, and it said you could get a brand new 2017 edition of the MacBook Pro, and it was like $400 less than the sticker price. So I was like, man, that's a, that's a pretty, pretty tempting deal. Yeah. And I uh, I checked the fine print just to make sure because for a moment I thought maybe maybe I overlooked that it was like a, a refurbished model or something. But nope, it in fact said brand new. So I was like, man, this seems like too good of an offer to pass up. So I went ahead and made the purchase. Oh, yeah. So nice. pretty excited about it. I, I was uh, looking forward to it. Um, I got the, the notice that it had been shipped. So I expected it in a couple days. It told me it was only a, a couple days away. Um, so a couple days come and go, and I still didn't get it, so I checked the tracking number, and I noticed that it said that it was still, like, the most recent status update was that the shipping label was created. It hadn't even departed the facility yet. So I contacted the people that I purchased it from, which was PCMagShop.com, and when I say I contacted them, um, the only option to contact them is via email. There, I looked all over the place, could not find a, a way to call them to get some kind of status update, so had to go to their their uh, customer service email address to talk about it and see what was going on. And uh, didn't hear anything the rest of the day, didn't get any replies. 
The next day I did get an email from them and the email said that they made a mistake and it is not a brand new MacBook that they are selling. It is a refurbished model. Come on. Are you serious? So, yeah. So they said, uh, do you still want to proceed with the order? And as a way to apologize, we'll offer a three-year extended warranty at no charge. And uh, so I was very disappointed in the fact that it wasn't brand new. Um, but the more I looked into it, a lot of people rave about the the Apple certified refurbished models, which the it's it it assured that the uh, that it was an Apple certified refurbished. And uh, there's actually a Apple has a, a website specifically for refurbished models. So I went on there, and even the refurbished was like four hundred, if not more than four hundred dollars uh, extra than the cost of what this one would have been. So I decided to go ahead and proceed with purchasing this, even though it's a refurbished model, because it was still a very good deal. Uh, so I told them I'm very disappointed to hear that they were uh, incorrect in telling me that it was brand new, but to go ahead and proceed with the order. Well, two more days go by, and I don't get any kind of response whatsoever. Like, it, it didn't acknowledge that I said I want it. Nothing. So I send another email saying, hey, uh, what's going on? I haven't heard one thing from you. And they had already charged my credit card. Like it went through, it wasn't pending anymore. So the charge went through, I got charged for it, yet I had no confirmation number. So that right there was very frustrating. Um, finally, they reply to that to let me know. Uh, they apologize for the delay in response. They gave me my new tracking number. They uh, gave me a gift code for $150 uh, to spend on their website, which was actually part of the original deal that I got anyway. So it's not like that was something special that they did for me to apologize. But um, it, it is cool that I still got that $150 gift card. So I was happy about that. But anyways, so I used that gift card to buy a new portable hard drive. And like the the next day I get that portable hard drive, the one that I ordered like days, many days after I ordered the MacBook. And I had the dongle that I ordered from Amazon. I had different features. All the all the accessories were already at my house. And some of them I didn't order until many days after ordering the MacBook. So that was another thing that frustrated me. I just <laughs> things were just getting annoying. I wanted the Galdang MacBook, but I didn't have it. So I was waiting and waiting. Finally, I got the uh, the tracking item update saying that it would be here the next day. Um, but it was coming on a day that I was going to be working in the office. And I had hoped it was going to come on a day that I work from home because I work, usually work from home a couple days a week. And uh, it was not going to come on a day that I work from home. So I arranged for it to be um, delivered to a FedEx on-site location that way i could just pick it up on my way home from work i wouldn't have to worry about the fedex guy trying to go to my house when i wasn't there and then leaving with it because it's something that requires a signature so i went ahead and uh, set it up to where it would be dropped off at the on-site delivery and so the next day comes um like all day the day that i scheduled it and then even the morning of it said it's going to be delivered today by the end of the day at the on-site delivery location so I was super excited to leave work and get it on my way home from work. And then about two hours before I leave work, I get an email saying that the delivery, there's a new delivery date and it's going to be the following day. So I was just like, 
I was defeated. I was like, I was super excited about going home to get, get my new MacBook, and I had to wait another day after waiting almost two weeks now at this point. So I was super frustrated. I called FedEx just to see like what the deal was because earlier that morning it was very close to where it was supposed to be delivered, um, and they just they told me the fact that I had changed where it was supposed to be delivered delayed it by a day for whatever reason, even though the place is only three minutes from my house. So I feel like that shouldn't have caused a delay. So they said if I can get there before the store closes, like the main office, I could get it. So I planned on going to the main FedEx office where the package was going to be. So I raced, I was racing there from work to try to get it before they closed. And then I got another alert on my email saying that it has been delivered to the on-site location, the place that it originally was supposed to go to. So luckily, I hadn't already went to the main branch. If I would have done that, I would have been so pissed. I would have been so pissed. Yeah, for sure. Um, but luckily, yeah, I mean, it's just ridiculous, man. This whole thing was ridiculous. So luckily, it was there at the on-site delivery place on my way home from work. Picked it up. Super excited. I get home, open it up. There it is. There she is right here. Super beautiful. Super nice looking. And uh, I go to, uh, like, I want to plug it in to make sure there's good battery power when I first turn it on because I know there's going to be a lot of updates that are needed. And they didn't send me the friggin' charging cable that goes with the MacBook. Are you serious? Yes. Can you believe that? No, that's, that's, that's awful. <laughs> So needless to say, this whole ordeal was ridiculous. I mean, I got a good deal, but what I had to go through to get this thing was just ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, that's unfortunate. I mean, I know it's a good deal, and you know, to save that kind of money to have to wait a few days is pretty good, but I'm assuming you had time, gas, money to buy the USB-C cable to charge your MacBook, all of these different things that you weren't even expecting at what point does it not become worth it to get the good deal on the refurbished MacBook? Right. Yeah, so like the the stress and the anguish that I went through almost made it not worth it, but now that I have it, I'm loving it and uh it's it's pretty amazing. It's so much faster than my previous one and I'm I'm glad I have it, but the whole ordeal with this pcmagshop.com that I dealt with and, and the kicker is that there's, like, no way to talk to somebody. There's no phone number to call. If there is a phone number to call, I couldn't find it. So I feel like most people probably wouldn't be able to find it either. And if anybody from PCMagShop.com is listening and uh, you want to call us and talk about it and maybe show me that where I should have looked to find a phone number, feel free. We'll gladly have you on. But... I just had an absolute horrible experience with them, and the, the customer service was pretty was pretty horrible. They are sending me um, the the charging cable. It's supposed to come on Monday, but today is what Wednesday or something like that. So it's going to be like another five days from now before they I would have even gotten the charging cable. So I ended up going to Best Buy yesterday, the day that I picked up the MacBook, so I could get the charging cable. But man, it was such an annoying experience. Yeah, it's like Christmas was canceled on you. I'm sure you were so excited to yeah. be able to get your new MacBook. You know, you were you were I used to reach out to me all the time and tell me that when you were editing a lot of this footage, some of this higher res footage and 4K footage, 
your old MacBook just wasn't handling it. It was getting to the end. You're probably so excited. You're like, yes, I got this new MacBook coming. And it's a lot of money to put out there, right? And then to go through this, man, that sucks. That's not cool. Yes, not cool at all. Because, um, yeah, ex that, I mean, what you said is exactly dead on. I felt like a kid the night before Christmas. And, like, I just, the, the work day just drug on. Like, yeah, I just, it felt like time stood still. And the, the clock was not moving. I was just waiting for 5 o'clock to get here so I could leave and get my MacBook. And then to have the, the potential of not getting it that night. And then when I do finally get it and bring it home, don't even have the, the cable to plug it in to make sure it's got enough power to run all the updates and everything. It's just, man, oh, man, super frustrating. But in the end, I am loving the MacBook, and it handles all of the HD and 4K footage from my new my newer Sony camera. Totally fine. My previous MacBook, it was constantly giving me the beach ball. Like even just trying to watch the footage, not even not even trying to end, uh, not even trying to edit and render it. I was just if I would just plug in my memory card and try to watch the stuff, it would be super choppy. I would get the beach ball, and then editing just it was getting to the point where. Like, it was probably taking two, if not even three times longer to edit it than it should have just because of how slow and sluggish it was on my old MacBook. But I got a great, I got great use out of my old MacBook. That was, it was the 2011 edition, and it still works real good overall. It just can't handle, like, modern video camera footage. Yep, that's what happens. I mean, higher res footage, higher bit rates, they just can't handle it, but... I'm glad you got it. I know it's going to speed up your editing process. It's going to make life a lot easier for you when it comes to that. I know you're going to be much happier with this faster, you know, faster MacBook. So super excited for you. Well, I guess we have another topic to talk about here. And that is live streaming. We've talked about it a couple of times, but we're doing it 100%. We're doing it. We're doing it right now, technically, but we're not actually streaming it live. We're streaming it to YouTube privately, and we're also recording on our separate devices like we used to do before, just to actually kind of try it out and see how it works. So far, I think it's been going pretty good. There's been a couple little little flubs here and there, but overall, I think it's going pretty well. Uh, so stay tuned because as long as things go well tonight, episode 25... We're doing it live. Right? Oh, yeah. Yes. We're doing it, it live. <laughs> yes. I can't tell you how many episodes we've actually done that line. And we did it <laughs> last week. Both Webby and Matt did that, which was pretty funny. So, yes. Uh, but what's cool is actually the software that we're going to use to live stream. We can go to multiple platforms, right? So we're not just stuck doing one individual platform. We can go to YouTube. We can go to Facebook. We can go to Twitch. Uh, I'm even thinking maybe like MySpace or LiveJournal. Do they have live stream coverage, Webby? Do you know? Pretty sure. Yeah, LiveJournal. I mean, it's got live in the name, so LiveJournal has to have it. Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure LiveJournal definitely does. But all kidding aside, if there's other platforms out there that you guys might also be into, we'd love to hear. I know that YouTube, obviously, that's our bread and butter. That's the one we want to focus on. So that's definitely going to be part of it. Facebook, I know our Facebook page is pretty recent within the last month or so, uh, but Facebook is also a great way for us to be able to live stream some of these as well. 
and Twitch. I know Twitch is more geared towards gaming and whatnot, but I figured if we're going to be streaming it, we might as well. But if there are any other platforms out there that you guys want to be able to see, let us know because we can stream to multiple places all at once. There's a lot of cool technologies that you can use now to do that. So definitely let us know. For sure. And if any of you have any uh, requests for games that we should play against each other live on Twitch, I think that could be super fun. I know somebody suggested that we play Rocket League, oh, yeah. and I still think we should do that. Dude, that, that was suggested like months ago, and I still can't <laughs> believe we haven't done it yet. I know. I really can't either. Oh, and another thing, uh, speaking of technology, um, a little follow-up. Any of you that remember, we talked about how Sony... Um, was a bunch of jerks and wouldn't allow cross-platform play on games such as Fortnite. Well, just recently, Sony unlocked cross-platform play, so now you can play Fortnite between the Sony PlayStation and the Xbox and the Nintendo Switch. And I'd like to, I'd like to think it's uh, all thanks to us here at the Eddie and Webby Show. That's right. I agree with you. I definitely think that our shaming of Sony is what put them over the edge in order to be able to allow cross-platform play. So congratulations, Webby, on that. Thank you. Thank you very much. I mean, I know a lot of people complained about it, but I feel like once we talked about it, that really like brought it to the, the masses. Like It really brought the attention to the millions and millions of people out there and the executives at Sony. They were watching our podcast. And they're like, oh, man. Eddie and Webby are shaming us. We've got to do something about this. Yes. That's and they right. did something. So Mid. you're welcome, everybody out there. You can now do cross-platform play on the Sony PlayStation with other consoles. Have you tried it out yet? I have. It works very good. I played Fortnite with my daughters. Uh, one of us was on the Sony PlayStation. One of us was on the Nintendo Switch. And another was on an iPad. And it worked flawlessly nice well that's great well good conversations we had a lot of tech today tech might have even been our biggest segment which is very unusual but yeah. i'm really excited about that but i'm also excited for us to move on to the next segment which is something that i love to talk about and that is pickleball oh yeah love pickleball love talking about pickleball love playing pickleball yes so we have quite a few topics that we do want to talk about and some updates that we want to share. Webby, do you want to kick us off with what's going on in your world when it comes to pickleball? Why, yes, I would. And I have so many updates. That's, it's crazy. It's insane. Uh, but the first thing I want to talk about is this new Eddie and Webby paddle that we had made that we debuted last week. I still can't get over how nice this turned out. This is the Bantam EXL from Paddletech with the Eddie and Webby custom logo, different type of logo on each side. I I can't stop looking at this thing. I don't know about you, but I just I I'll go multiple times a day. I'll just grab it and look at it because it just looks so pretty. Yeah, I agree with you. Mine is right over here. You can kind of see it in the background. I have it on display. I haven't actually played with mine yet because I did just get that new Bantam EXL about a month or so ago, and I've been playing with that, but I, I do want to. It's definitely something I want to do, uh, but I've just been nervous too. Have, have you had a chance to play with yours at all yet? So I, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I'm super, super nervous to play with it, but this morning, 
I decided to go for it. I busted it out and I used it for the first time ever. And I got to tell you, I love it. I've, yeah. uh, I haven't used the EXL yet. And this is my first experience with it. And I did great. I feel like I played really good. And I loved showing off the new paddle to everybody. And it was such a good experience. You should just, you should go for it. Yeah. Go for I, it. I think I'm going to, I mean, like I said, you know, and we'll be talking about this in a little bit. I have a tournament upcoming next weekend that I want to play with it at. So I think I should practice with it as well. Cause it might be slightly different than my current EXL. I don't know. Maybe it won't be, but it's good to get it, get it worn in before the tournament. And uh, one of the games I played today, I kid you not, it was the best game I've ever played in my life. And not just because I played good, but like it was just a fun game back and forth. Um, the final score ended up being 16 to 14. That's how close it was. That's how evenly matched we were. Wow. Um, it, was, it was crazy. It was like a marathon match. And uh, luckily, we were victorious. Oh, yeah. Um, and I got it all on video. So nice. You, uh, if you want to check it out, you could probably click right there for our YouTube viewers. There very well might be a link there. If not, then I'm just pointing here for no reason. But <laughs> there's there's a good chance that there might be a link there that leads to the video footage of that game. It's just the highlights of the game, and th there were a lot of highlights. And I I had the best save of my life, and we ended up getting the point too. Um, they they did this great dink where it just like landed super close to the net and i actually dove it was the first time i ever attempt attempted to dive for one i dove i hit it perfectly over they hit it back and i was able to compose myself get to my feet and run back and return the next shot and i think it, we volleyed a couple more times and we ended up getting the point and it was the most satisfactory point i have ever gotten in my life it was the most fun game I've ever played in my life so far. And I captured it on video. Like it was just such a great experience. Nice. So when, if you win or lose, does that drastically change how much you enjoy the game? Or are you kind of at the point where as long as you play well and you're consistent and you have a lot of fun and long volleys that you feel like that's enough for you to feel satisfied with a game? Oh, for sure. I, I do not have to win to feel satisfied with a game. I would much rather lose a game by one or by like two or three points and have it be a close fun match than totally dominate and win like 11 to 2 or something like that. I I love a good close fun game more than anything. Nice. Well, I know that a couple of weeks ago we were at hype for the kind of the you know the test run that we did for having open pickleball there. Do you have any updates for our listeners as to what's going on with hype? I do. As a matter of fact, I just heard today that they scheduled a few more open pickleball nights um, this month. It was it was such a big hit. Um, they had a meeting with the higher ups and they agreed to schedule open pickleball. Um, one thing I wasn't a huge fan of is the nets that we had were not regulation size. Um, but they agreed to purchase a regulation size net, and they have that on the way. Um, Eddie and myself actually pitched in to buy a second net. Um, so they are going to have two regulation nets. And uh, what we're thinking that would be good, um, they have space to easily set up three nets. 
Um, so we'll use like one of the the nets that was used in the video. If you click there, you'll see the video from when Eddie and I were there for the very first ever open pickleball night. And I feel like that's a good net for beginners um, or people that just want to maybe like do some drills or something like that. So we'll have the two regulation nets for people to do some nice, good, fun, competitive games. And then the the net, it's uh, 18 feet. So it's not, it's it's just, it's a few feet too short to be regulation, but it still works great for practicing or, or playing a game or teaching beginners. So we can easily have three nets going. Um, if it becomes popular enough, I'm sure we'll get a third regulation size net. Um, but it's, yeah, it's shaping up to be really nice. It's a great place. And uh, I think it would be a great location to have a full-blown big tournament too. Yeah, that's awesome. I had a blast when I was there. I do agree with you. It's a huge facility. There's plenty of room to grow. Uh, I, I think it'd be awesome to be able to have some sort of tournament or, you know, something like that going on. And now that you're a USAPA ambassador, you've got the power, man. You can do it. Do you have any updates when it comes to your new, uh, your new title as ambassador? Um, not too much more updates other than actually uh, there's a one, one more update. Uh, a couple days ago, somebody emailed me um, because they, they knew that I had recently become an ambassador they were having some issues with the USAPA site um, because I guess their their membership, I think it expired or was about to expire. And they were having some issues. And uh, so I reached out to a couple of higher ups in the USAPA and we got them in touch with somebody that helped them work it out. And uh, it made me feel pretty good, made me feel powerful because I got them connected with the right people in the USAPA. And uh, it's it's already, it's been a great, organization already i mean i've only been an ambassador for like a week now um but you can just tell that those people they're they're great people super nice and so passionate about pickleball and spreading the word about pickleball so i'm uh, i feel very honored to be part of it now and i'm super excited to help um get places like hype up and running with a pickleball program and my uh my goal for next year is to get a tournament there that's what i'm really hoping for is to be able to get it to where there's a tournament there and make this place a super popular place to have pickleball action going on. Yeah, I think it'd be a great place for a tournament. So definitely count me in for that. I would be happy to help in whatever capacity you want now, Mr. Ambassador. Nice. Well, thank you, sir. Um, speaking of tournaments, uh, we both actually have a number of tournaments coming up, I think, don't we? We do. You want to talk about yours? Uh yeah, I'll talk about mine. Don't mind if I do. So I actually just signed up for one today that's coming up on November 2nd, and it's actually a pretty big one. Um, originally, I didn't think I was going to be able to, to make it because of work, but I was able to get the day off work, and I am scheduled for men's doubles, and it is at the Heartland Fall Pickleball Classic. I am super excited about that one. Um but I, I, I did men. I signed up for men's doubles. I don't have a partner, so they have a an area where you can sign up for needs partner. And there's probably at least six or seven others that need a partner, so it, it shouldn't be too hard to get paired up. But I'm a little nervous about that. I've never, never gone into it not knowing who my partner is going to be. So that'll be interesting. Um, I've actually got one coming up in just a couple weeks. It's a round robin tournament in Saline, Michigan. Looking forward to that. The very first tournament I had ever done was a, a round robin. And for those of you unaware of what they are, is it's a singles tournament, but all the games are doubles. So you end up playing with every single person that's in the tournament. 
as your partner. And it all depends on how many, how good you do in each game, how many points you get, and uh, and so on. Um, it's still kind of weird, <laughs> like how it, how it all works. It really, it all depends on how good your partners are that you play with. Um, depends on how good good you do overall. But it's very fun to do, and it's uh, the one I'm doing is more of like a social tournament. It's not like super super serious and competitive. So it'll be a good one, a good one to get me warmed up for the Heartland tournament, and in between that round robin tournament and the heartland tournament uh eddie and i both have the dink for pink event coming up oh and yeah. uh eddie's gonna get a little bit more to the uh the details for that in just a moment um but yeah a lot of great things going on uh in just the next uh, few weeks here so what do you got going on eddie what kind of tournaments are you looking at i actually have three that i wanted to be able to talk about before i do that though have you actually looked into what your new USAPA adjusted rating is on the website? I did. I actually just looked at that today and I was a little confused. Yeah. I, so I'm assuming yours is the same as mine because you and I, like, the only sanctioned events that we actually played in that would actually affect our ratings, we played together. So my assumption is that we actually are the same rating now. Um, you know, a few months ago, I would have probably self-rated myself definitely at a 2.5, maybe, maybe creeping up on 3.0, but definitely 2.5. And then somewhere down the line, you know, we ended up playing in the tournament and we signed up for 3.0, got moved up to 3.5 uh, and got our butts kicked. So I thought that would have meant that we would have, you know, been pushed back definitely down into the 3.0 level or maybe even below but we've had two corrections or two adjustments made by the USAPA now. And the last time I checked, I'm at a 3.484. So just shy of 3.5. Yep. That's exactly where I am at as well. And it's, I, I don't really know why. <laughs> I don't know why it's that number. Yeah. It's kind of interesting, but uh, whatever. I mean, it, here's the thing, right? I know that when you start off this new ranking system, it's going to take a few tournaments for you to really feel out where you are. So I'm actually glad yeah. that I got rated at a 3.484 because that encouraged me to be able to move up in my next tournament that I want to talk about. So the next tournament that I'm actually going to be part of is called the Battle for Bardmore, which is in Seminole, Florida at the Baldmore or Bardmore Country Club. Uh, it's actually October 12th through 14th. I signed up for three different events, men's singles in the 3.0 level, mixed doubles in the 3.0 and then men's doubles 3.5. So my partner that I'm playing with, he self-rated himself at a 3.5, but he's never played in a tournament before. And he's from a different side of the state. So I, I don't really know how well he is, but basically we both wanted a challenge. We wanted to go into it. Go, we really wanted a good solid challenge. So we thought let's go into 3.5 and let's see how we do to really gauge, are we truly at that level or not? So I'm pretty excited about that. I think it should be a very good time. Uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about with you, Webby, is actually finding partners. So you brought it up that you can actually, when you register for a tournament through pickleballtournaments.com, you can put yourself out on this little needs partner list. Um, mm -hmm. And so far, what's your experience been with that? Uh, so th this will be my first experience with it. Um, I mean, I, I guess like the round robin thing kind of got me 
a little bit of experience uh, because I played with a bunch of people I had never met before. But I mean, everybody did that. So everybody was rotating around with different partners than the round robin thing. It's pretty much a, a totally different type of experience. Um, in this case, what you're about to do and what I'm about to do, it's kind of weird because you, you don't know who you're playing with. Uh, you don't know if you jive well. I'm sure a majority of the teams have uh, played with each other for a while. They know how to work with each other nicely. So I'm a little nervous about it. But I mean, I've I've heard people have had good experiences, and I I know numerous people that have won gold medals doing it that way. They just got paired up with somebody randomly, and they they jived and worked out good. So hopefully that's the case for us. Yeah, I agree. I I feel pretty good about it. So one of the things I wanted to talk about is how I found my partners. We talked about on the pickleballtournaments.com website. If you don't have a partner, you can register for this list. That shows your rank, shows your age, which tournaments you want to be in. And that's actually how I found both of my partners for men's doubles and mixed doubles. Uh, the crazy thing, though, is this tournament is sanctioned by rank and then by age, which I know is pretty common. And there's the 19 and above category and then the 50 and above category. And both my mixed doubles and men's doubles partners are both over the age of 50. So I had to actually convince them to play down into the 19 plus category. And luckily both of them were very cool about, about doing that. So yeah, I'm feeling really good about it. I just reached out to them via email. We've been chatting about it, figuring out, Hey, which hotels are we going to be staying at? Uh, and then trying to arrange time that we can play and practice beforehand. But this is the first time I'm going to be doing it. The only other tournament I've ever played in was the beer city open. And the only event that we played was men's doubles and that was you and me. So I'm curious to see how this is going to turn out. Yeah, I am too. I'm uh, very curious to see how it goes. Yes. And then, so that I, I talked about it. That's the battle for Bardmore. That's happening the weekend of October 12th through 14th. Super excited about that. I'm sure I'll be putting some video coverage together of the event uh, and share it with you guys. Then the next nice. one that Webby briefly talked about was the Dink for Pink that I'm getting really excited about. Oh, yeah. I am super excited for that one. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. That's happening the last weekend in October in Grand Haven, Michigan. So I'm going to be heading up there to be able to hang out with my Grand Rapids folks uh, and then play in that tournament, man. It's going to be cool. So Webby and I, I know we've talked about it before, but Webby and I are on different teams, which is going to be kind of cool. I think it's going to be fun having us on separate teams. Yeah, I think it'll be a lot of fun. It's going to be a blast. And for anybody unaware what Dink for Pink is, it's a, a fundraising tournament. Well, I don't even know if you call it a tournament. It's a non-sanctioned event, um, and we're doing team play, and it's teams of six. And uh, I still don't know the details exactly of how it all works, but there's teams of six, and it all depends on how we all do throughout the day to see who ends up winning the thing. Uh, but it's for a good cause. Uh, for breast cancer awareness, uh, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So it's a, a very special event. Uh, we're both looking forward to it greatly. And uh, yeah, I can't wait. It should be a blast. Yeah, it's going to definitely be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that. I will throw a link down in the description for the actual site you can go to to donate money. If you guys want to, we'd really appreciate it. I think our goal is 5000 for the entire tournament. And last I checked, we were maybe hovering around a thousand. So definitely feel free to contribute if you are so compelled to. 
100% of the proceeds do go to the breast cancer research from the Van Andel Institute. So know that your money is going to a good place if you do decide that you want to donate. That's enough shameless plug yes. for that, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, I think so. That's good. <laughs> yes. Well, anyway, to keep going with pickleball, there is one other tournament that I am registered for, and that is the Florida State Pickleball Championships. That's taking place December 7th through 9th. Uh, I've been trying to work on Webby to get him down here to see if he wants to be my men's partner, but I'm not holding my breath on that. But I don't know. Webby, what do you say? I'm still trying to work some trying to work some things out. Uh, I can't commit yet, but there's a chance. There's still there's still a chance out there. So don't give up hope yet. But uh don't count on it yet either. <laughs> I've got plenty of people emailing me asking me to be their partner, so I got binders of uh, of of candidates if you don't want to come. I would prefer you to be there, but don't worry. I got backup if you can't make it. I'll I'll see what I can do. I'm going to I'm still trying to work some things out. If it works out, I'll be there, but we'll just have to wait and see. Stay tuned to find out. Yes, that's going to be a fun one. Uh there's one other thing I wanted to talk about today, and that is that I joined a ladder league. So I don't know if you guys know this or not, but Simone Jardine and her husband, Chad Edwards, they started peak, was it peak performance uh, up in Bonita Springs, Florida, which is about 20 minutes north of me here. They're at the YMCA in Bonita Springs and they do lessons, clinics, but they also open it up to do a ladder league. So I actually just joined that ladder league. It's going to start on October 16th. It's every Tuesday. It runs eight weeks. And Webby, do you, do you kind of know how a ladder league works? Not really. I've, uh, I've heard a lot of people talk about them, but I've never really looked into it. So, uh, how does it work? Are you able to tell us? Well, I'm still trying to figure it out completely, but here, <laughs> here's what I understand is that every time, every, every match you have, you, you have four people on a court and you rotate who your partner is. So you end up having three games up to 15 points per game and you play with every single person on your court. And then depending on how many wins you have, you move up the ladder. If you lose a lot, you move down. I don't know exactly how it's going to play out just yet, but that's how I understand it. And I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. It sounds very fun. Yes. Uh, I have a, I have a weird work schedule, so it usually prevents me from being able to, to join a league because usually you have to commit to certain days every single week. But I'm I'm hoping one of these days I can sign up for a ladder league because they definitely sound like a lot of fun. Well, I will let you know, and I'll let all our listeners know as well how it goes. The, one of the other cool things, too, is that this is actually for people ranked 3.5 and 4.0. So I'm shooting up, man. I'm, I'm, I, I'm playing with people that are better than me. And from what I've seen, you have to play with people that are better than you if you do want to try and improve. So that's my oh, hope. Oh, for sure. Absolutely definitely my hope for this ladder league. So great pickleball discussions, man. I feel like we have so much stuff going on oh, with yeah. us with pickleball and I'm so excited to share it with everybody. Yeah, definitely. So much going on. I feel like we could talk for pick talk. I feel like we could talk about pickleball for hours and, uh, not get bored of it because I, we just both love this sport so much and there's so much going on and so much, so many great things. Absolutely. I could talk about it for days, but I think this is probably a good point to end the show. What do you think? <sighs> I guess so. Yeah. Well, 
This is episode 24. So thank you to all 24 of you that are out there that are still listening. You know who you are and we appreciate you very much. Very much. Yes. Uh, let's and don't forget. Else. I just though uh, before we before we move on, I want to tell people don't forget. We're going live for episode 25, and there might actually be a very special guest on that episode, too. So you're not going to want to miss that one. You're teasing it big time right now. Live and a very special guest. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be fun. Who knows what's going to happen when we go live, right? Episode 25, we're going to do it live. Yes, we're doing it live. I love it. Uh, as always, we love to hear feedback. You can throw it in the comments down below. You can tweet to us. You can Instagram to us, both at Eddie and Webby. You can also download the Anchor app. Boop, 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 boop. You can leave us a message and kind of let us know how we're doing. Give us some feedback, man. We would love to be able to hear it from you guys. <clears throat> uh, download the Pickleball Anthem, right? How do they do that? Yes, the Pickleball Anthem. It is still out there for download on pretty much any of the most popular audio streaming sites you can think of, name one right now. The first one that pops into your head, just name it, and I bet it's on there. iTunes. Is it yep, there? It's there. Okay. Yep. Pandora. I told you. Told you. Pandora. Is it there? Yeah, it's there. It is there. Yep. Nice. One more. Name one more. Uh, oh, my God. I don't even know, man. You're putting me on the spot, and I'm freaking out here a little bit. Uh, what about Google Music? Is there a Google Music? I'm sure there's got to be a Google Music. I think there's a Google Music, and I'm pretty sure it's there. So just whatever you can think of, it's probably there. If it's not there, send us an anchor message or a comment down below. Request it that it be there, and we'll make it happen. That's that's how powerful we are these days. That's right. Love it. Well, on that note, I'm Eddie. And until next time, this is Webby, not Eddie, signing off. So yeah.